I am Buckshot Laureate. I am no longer experiencing highs, but I'm also not experiencing lows anymore. So that's good. Uh, with me, as always, to talk wrestling, uh, my fellow Mark Turbo, the spooky girl aficionado and avian expert. And here to be annoyed uh, by us agreeing on everything is uh, Swamp Ninja. Very few people, doing? very few people to go to the internet to listen to people or observe people agree. So this is a rare <laughs> scenario. That's true. A wrestling well, fan, a survivor, a survivor of the Monday Night Wars, and then in this corner, a wrestling fan who came to light when uh, wrestling would be in dive bars or cultural centers. Yes. So two different people from two different worlds, and yet they agree on most things. And I'm just going to try and keep track of it. All right. Sounds so, good. Turbo, you you are not a fan of, of, of Vince McMahon trying to come back. Absolutely not. It's it's not something I want. Like, I, like when Triple H was running NXT and the storylines were great and, you know, uh, he had some influence on the main roster – you know, he's doing things, he's, you know, he was allowing his talent to go up there and then he'd have a say up there. So, you know, I like Triple H's approach. Triple H's approach is, isn't fresh by any means, but it makes sense to the point where, you know, there's storylines. There's a little bit of long-term booking where right. with uh, what Vince was bringing to the, uh, the, the, the table was it was just like, I don't need to do this. Like, I have to fill five hours of wrestling. Why do I have to make it different? I'll just have, I'll just have them wrestle the same match just in a different order on each show so it was like he just kind of checked out he didn't want to put any real effort into the uh the actual television it was just more like i gotta give i gotta fill this time with uh with wrestling because that's what i i promised the 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 uh the companies i'm dealing with fox and usa so yeah it's crazy like i don't want him to come back because that's what i'm afraid is going to happen and then all these people that triple h brought back like bray wyatt uh right. LA Knight, uh uh what who god who else did he bring back? william regal uh, <laughs> william regal johnny gargano candace LeRae. Um, right you know like is this is this where this is is, is that's is you know when vince walks in is like oh there's a mass layoff like remember in 2020 when he was right. just letting people let like Right when the pandemic hit, he was just like, all right, we got to cut costs. And it's just like, you don't have a job. You don't have it. Like mm -hmm. almost every, almost every week of like uh, November, I think it was uh, 10 to 15 people being released, whether it be talent or, or, you know, actual st stage, stage crew and whatnot. But it was right. crazy. So I yeah. don't, I don't want that to happen again. I, I like the fact that, you know, WWE is looking like a good product to watch because of the whole right. bloodline thing. Yeah. Um, the Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens uh, buildup is amazing. It's going to be awesome when they finally fight, or if they fight, or if Sami finally turns on the bloodline and joins Owens, and they become they become the tag team champs and take it from the bloodline. Like, ah, oh, there's just so much that could happen. Ah, oh, so right. exciting. But when Vince comes Vince in, he's just going to be like, "No, we're not doing that anymore." Like, right. That's, it's what gross. about a guy made a candy cane? Yeah. No, or just be like, have Theory be the tag team champion. With who? Yeah. Just have Theory be the tag team champion. Like, yeah. Theory yeah, he and had he has his a favorites theory. that he was pushing. Sorry? Theory and he has a Siri. He just carries around Siri. That's the best I got. Like Siri, the, the <laughs> iPhone <laughs> yeah. the speaker? It's, yeah. it's just sad. That was a sad attempt. 
My goodness. Oh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I, ex- I expect better. <laughs> yeah, the bar is low. It's been a tough year, everybody. It's been a crazy year in wrestling. Oh, yeah. What was your the favorite moment of 2020? Favorite moment? Of 2020 or 2022? 2022, sorry. <laughs> or 2022. Has, it, has it been 2020 for the past three years? Because that's it's, kind of how it feels yeah, like. Exactly. But no, uh, 2022, what was your favorite thing? My favorite thing of 2022, yep. um, yeah. I, I'm going to, as a, an AEW mark, I'm going to say something controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, Sami Zayn, I think he's been the highlight of 2022. He had that fun feud with Johnny Knoxville at the beginning of the year, and then he transitioned into the, the Sami Uso and he made everybody corpse around him. That's that always makes me smile. Um, I'm just happy that you know this guy who, what appears to be like in real life, is like a total stand-up dude doing lots of great charity work and stuff. And then um, you know, in the ring is actually really great. We don't get to see it much in WWE, but if you're familiar with his uh, indie days, you know he's an amazing wrestler and um, French Canadian, you know, I got a, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, my people representing. Um, so yeah, I would say Sami Zayn's been my favorite thing of 2022. What about you turbo? For me, I'm going to have to say it's Sami Zayn. It's, the, it's <laughs> like, I hate, I hate saying it like it, but like I've been a fan of Sami Zayn since he was El Generico back in ROH. Right. And when he came in as Sami Zayn and, you know, he got to do the run in NXT and then he got the big run in on the main roster when he first got there. And then, you know, things kind of went south where he was just kind of taken, you know, he was a mid-card, mid-carder. You know, he didn't really get the spotlight. But, you know, he got TV time. And then, like, when he got to work with, like, Shane and Owens and, you know, that was kind of cool, but like to see him now, like where he's the, like everyone watches SmackDown to see what Sami Zayn is going to say. Yeah. Like, you know, like they want to hear him say, oh, something stupid like Usi or, you know, just right. the way he, just the way he speaks on the mic. He's like, matter of fact, he's just like, you know, <laughs> like he, he doesn't tell a story. He just basically like, how do I put it? He's not telling a story. He's He's making up the story, I guess, is what as, as he goes. It's yeah. like he's not like he's like it's like off the top of his head, and you can see it, right. the gears spinning when he's trying to talk. He's like, "Where am I going with this? I don't know." And, oh, and I might as well just say Uzi or something. Like, like just what I appreciate it, is that he's reacting. He's not sitting there waiting for his turn to speak. Like yeah. even in the ring, like that whole that one moment this year where the he said he's not feeling Uzi lately and. Just oh, what, how everybody in the ring was trying not to corpse. Man. The, and then the cool, Roman, the coolest, like, yeah. r- just Roman talking to, to Jey Uso. And in the back, you can see Sammy is still totally present. He's reacting as if this was real. And just the smile on his face and how excited he got when when uh, Roman said he might make him an actual Uso instead of an honorary Uso. Like, yeah, he's just... You're right. It doesn't look scripted and and mechanical like a lot of the other people in WWE or just in wrestling in general. Like he's fully present and and yeah, he's awesome. Sorry, I cut you off there. That's okay. I was about to say it's just like when when you're saying like how he reacts in the background, like that that portion of the segment in the uh, 
in the ring when, you know, Jay gets so upset. He's like, you know, I'm trying to make peace. I'm, the tribal chief wants peace. And Jay goes, I don't give a damn what the tribal right. chief wants. And then Sammy's like, oh, you done fucked up. Like the look on his face is like, right. oh, like, oh, no. what? Oh, he's going to kill him. I got I yeah. to gotta defuse. How do I defuse this? What do I need right. to do? Now, remember, oh. Rome, when you said he's my problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that was great. And then he's just like, you know, Jay's been through a lot. He's just not feeling... Um, Oosie, and then everyone just, everyone just like, just looks at him like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, and Jay is not supposed to be laughing. Jay is like nope. mad and like upset. And he even he's like, the best is when he tries to turn away and Roman's like, nope, nope, nope. nope, nope, nope. Look at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It makes you laugh. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, I popped, I was watching it live when it happened, and like maybe ten minutes later, Swamp Ninja showed up, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" On SmackDown, and like I was just telling him all about it. And he, then it ended up online shortly thereafter. I was like, "This is what happened." Watch it. I watched it like seventeen times. Like I was, it was, it made it me was so like happy. It was like the Zapruder film. I'm sorry. It was like the Zapruder film. We just had to keep watching it over and over again. That's the, uh, the Kennedy assassination. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the Kennedy assassination was a bad thing. This was a good thing. (laughs) We still had to watch the same clip like eight times in a row back into the left. No, because it was brought me joy. I loved every minute of it. No, yes, I, I enjoyed it too. There are some people that did enjoy the Kennedy assassination. They're just a little different. Uh, the CIA or the FBI? Uh, oh. oh, no. Oh, the no. female body Shots inspectors, fired. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I agree. That was probably the coolest 2020 moment. So we haven't taught, we haven't chatted in a while about right. wrestling. Like, I think the last time we spoke, it was right after Full Gear. Probably, we have, yeah. Yeah, it was around Full Gear. So a lot happened, but yeah. obviously we can't go through it all in this uh, time frame. But right. what what were some of your highlights of uh, what happened since Full Gear? Since Full Gear, what have been highlights? Um, MJF and Ricky Starks. Um, I think we talked about that, though, when uh, we did the last podcast, because you came around to Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it was it was right after Full Gears when we spoke. Right. It, was, uh, it was the dynamite after. So, yeah, the Ricky I did Starks like thing. The, I did like when Chris Jericho came out and tried to be all like, hey, Ricky, you're so great. Why don't you join the Jericho Appreciation Society? And uh, Ricky was like, no, when he called them jassholes and said he had a uh, divorced dad vibes and just sort of when he, shit all when over he li- literally Jericho looked at and, when he looked at Jericho and said the J stands for jobber like fuck right. <laughs> oh that, that no, okay wait actually that match with uh, on, uh was it Andre Andretti uh, Andre action, action Andretti Andre Andretti okay uh action Andretti like I wasn't expecting that to happen we were texting while that was on we were like what is happening? This is supposed to be a squash match. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, Chris Jericho lost. And then he just lost to Ricky Starks this past week. So are we going to see like Chris Jericho just going on a losing streak? 
We're going to watch the uh, psych- like the basically the the uh, unraveling of Chris Jericho. You're going to watch. Jericho I'm here just... for that. Oh, I so am too because he'll go like he just starts. He'll start being like absolutely nuts. Like when he yeah. went crazy back in WCW, he just came out on screen out on a stage, walked in the ring, and just started re- just just started reading off a list of how many he knows a thousand and one holds as opposed to Dean I saw Malenko that. was the. Yeah, so he yeah. he did that. He was being crazy. You'll see him do shit like that again. He'll come out and be just off the cuff. I'm excited to see it because it might just be the uh, what is it? The uh, mental unraveling of Chris Jericho to where he you know he he snaps on all the the uh, the JAS and disbands right. the group and you know and then goes away for a little bit, maybe takes a vacation and then comes back as as one of his old personas because he's still nuts. <laughs> It'd be great. Right. Or you just have him like fall apart, get kicked out of the JAS. Like maybe I don't know, Daniel Garcia takes over or something, or um, Sammy takes over. Like somebody takes over for Chris Jericho, he gets kicked out of his own crew, and then you have him try get getting built back up, but like as a baby face for like maybe his final run or something. Yeah, maybe that could be. He takes the belt from MJF. <laughs> Ah, God, no, I don't need to see Chris Jericho win the world championship again. I'm good. I don't need to see that. I need to see uh, Eddie Kingston win that belt. That's what I need to see. Yeah, I'd be fine with him being a transitional, like, from MJF to, like, another heel, maybe. Like, that would be cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, That would be, yeah, I think. I think the AEW fans would love to see that. I the pop that he would get if he got the world championship, my god, the people would I think it would be like even it would be even more satisfying than even when Hangman finally won it, you know. Well, speaking so. of people who are so organically over, so Dan Housen, I don't know, you 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 watch uh, his YouTube every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so with uh with Dan Housen, he just had an announcement where he's the number one sales in Yeah per wrestling tees and then he got a little upset and he's like i should be the champ give it to me like do you think right. he's gonna, finally going to make that turn to the eat just evil evil danhausen ah uh, he's already hinted at it yeah it's so it could it's, happen it's, it's, it's interesting to see but man is he like i can't get over how over like i cannot get over how over he is it's yeah it's insane he sold he sold more merch than cm punk and mjf <laughs> like that's pretty impressive. Like, good for Danhausen. Um, and then, yeah, when he comes out, he still gets huge cheers. What did you think of the Orange Cassidy versus Trent match? Um, are we going to see the breakup of the best friends? Because I think it yeah, I don't know about that. They've been kind of like there's been kind of suggestions that Trent might be like, "What's going on, guys?" And he might go off on his own. Yeah. I think that would be okay. I would like to see Trent actually kind of maybe become a contender for like the TNT belt or something, because I think he's a really good wrestler. And right now he's like jobber to the stars. And I don't think he deserves that. I think he should actually who's, get a push. Who's the all Atlantic champion? Orange Cassidy. It is. It is orange Cassidy. Yeah. I was like, what belt does, I thought he had the TNT, but no TNT is. Wardle. It was Samoa Joe. And then Sm- Darby Samoa got Joe. it on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. He just won it last night. Jesus. Yeah. It's been so long since we talked. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, so Darby's now the champ. What the fuck? Like, yeah, the hell, and apparently right? he told Nick Wayne as soon as he turns 18, he's going to let him, he's going to challenge uh, Darby for the belt. So that should be interesting. 
who's this Nick Wayne guy? I don't know. Like, I didn't do any research. Did you? So Nick Wayne is the son of like some important wrestler in the Pacific Northwest. He was, I think, one of Darby's trainers. Um, and he passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Um, and his son, Nick Wayne, wanted to get into the industry and he's been wrestling. He's wrestled for like GCW and for like other promotions that don't have um, an age restriction, but AEW has an age restriction and they offered him a contract as soon as he turns 18, it starts, which he oh, apparently... Oh yeah, he's part of that Future Stars thing. That's what that was about. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and so because Darby Allen, you know, was close with Nick Wayne's father, I think Darby Allen's kind of taking him under his wing. So, um, and yeah, this past week they were in Seattle, which is where Nick Wayne's from and Darby Allen is from as well, so. I like that about AEW. Like, if they can put a, a big match with a belt on the line in the hometown of the person that's going to win, it really helps having that, like, hometown well, the last, the last um, few, like that. the last few episodes of of Dynamite and uh, Rampage have been really, really good, like yeah. really good. Like, there's a lot. Like, I don't know what. Like, if they're they're like, okay, we got to get we got to get uh, the uh, CM Punk stink off us right now, so we got to really like change some shit up because like the pacing of the show is great. There's not really a lot of, you know, hokey overbooking in, in any right. of the, you know, matches. Like, there's not a, always, a, like, an interference or, you know, a right. DQ or, you know, somebody comes out and, and you know, interferes to get somebody over. Like, a lot of a lot of wins were clean other than the whole, you know, uh, acclaimed Jarrett fiasco. That was great. <laughs> it was you, hilarious. Where you worked? Where you worked when it happened? I was because, like, it took so long for them to do the whole ref thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're going to let this go. Oh, they are going to let it go. And then I was like, oh, I guess they're, I, I guess Tony wanted the belts off the acclaim for some reason. And yeah. Sudden, I was just like, are you serious? Like, why? Like, Jeff Jarrett has like nuclear heat and the acclaim are like arguably, like, I said Sami Zayn was one of my favorite things of 2022, but like the acclaimed are in my top three. Like, the ascension of the acclaim and to see just how over they've gotten. Like the 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 highlight of that being the match at All Out, like that's been really wonderful to see, especially considering that they're homegrown talent. So they're like arguably the most over thing in AEW right now, and to take the belts off of them and put it on Jeff Jarrett of all people, like I was just like, what are you thinking, Tony Khan? What the fuck? And then yeah, I I thought that was great. I got worked. I'll admit it. Like. Sorry. Well, I did too. I was like, there's, there's no way this, I guess it's happening. I was worked. I was like, I, okay. And then when Aubrey came out, I'm like, okay, then, all right, I get it. Yeah. Little drama, little drama. Get some people, yeah. get some eyes on the product. I get it. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, eyes on product and speaking of, since we were talking like tag teams, FTR, FTR yeah. has lost everything. They yep. lost the ROH belts. The, IG, uh, the IWGP belts, the AAA belts. So they're 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 just FTR with no belts. Right. Um I have a I have a theory behind this. What's that? Well, and they, not only do they not have any belts, but they just lost to the Ass Boys. 
Exactly. Clean. clean. Yeah. 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 But, so they lost clean. Dirty ass boys or clean ass boys? They were clean ass boys this time. Yeah. This okay. time. Yeah. This time. So FTR is is basically uh, beltless. They have nothing really tying them to do anything right now in AEW other than because they lost to the ass boys. They don't right. have any titles. So they don't have a, a, a gripe to go for the AEW belts to get them off the acclaimed. I think them getting all the belts stripped off them is making way for Punk to come back and them being a trios and going against the elite. I could, yeah. Now more than ever, I can see that. Because, like, I feel I'm just, like now. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I'm just like, because everyone in the dirt sheets is talking about how. Dax has his podcast and what was being right. said. And, and then, you know, he's just like, you know, I hope everyone can just, you know, realize that, you know, this is, we need to be adults about this, apologize, you know, and let's make some money off it. And, you know, maybe, maybe change, change the wrestling business if they continue. Yeah. Um, I think now that like things have cooled down a bit, and we know that Punk is good. like he was going to be out at least eight months from September. So that means he wouldn't be back until the spring. Let's say for double or nothing. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's say you know cool cooler heads prevail, and then uh, somebody manages to convince CM Punk to apologize for what he did, um, and then they can like kind of meet and find terms and just say, okay, well, we won't be friends, but you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. Like, let's make some money. I think it could work. It would be very cool. I also think CM Punk kind of needs to own who he is. And I think he needs to give up the shtick of like, oh yeah, I'm the face of the company. I'm the big baby face in this company. Like, just no, you need to be the heel. Like, um, yeah. I think if, if Punk can agree to that, I think, yeah, I think it would be really cool to see all that happen. Because I think what happens when CM Punk comes back is he gets booed, like booed to shit. Yeah. I could see it being a mixed crowd and depending on where he is. Like, I don't well, know if he gets booed in Chicago. You don't do still. it in Chicago. That's the thing. You don't bring him back in Chicago. You bring him back to where the boos matter, you know, to maybe like Jacksonville. Bring it back home, right? To, or to, LA because that's where the Young Bucks are from. Yeah, like bring it back to their yard and let and just let him feel the hate. Like let him get the hate. Because yeah. like I hate saying it, but Punk thrives in it and he would be a white hot heel because he would talk on yeah. so much shit. Oh, it'd be great. And then him come out and, you know, and then, you know, get his comeuppance and, or, you know, he gets over on them. You know, they can't beat him until whatever they, they have this build up, right? Like he, right. he runs through them with whoever he teams up with and then it's like, or, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, you and your friends against me and a couple of my buddies. And they're like, who, you know, and they'd be like, who is your, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Nobody in this company likes you. And then the FTR music hits and they come out. Like, that'd be yeah. epic. It'd be so epic. Yeah, it would, it would be pretty cool. Um, I always said, I feel like if we went back to around when um, the lead up to Double or Nothing, because I knew it was inevitable that Hangman was losing the belt to, to Punk. And I had said, like, yeah, as soon as that happens, like, I will hate CM Punk. And for me, I was like, the only way you save CM Punk for me is if you make him a heel. Like, if you expect me to look at him and think he's a baby face and root for him, no, I don't want to. Fuck, I don't like this guy. 
if he's a heel, then yeah, I'm worked because, you know, I dislike him as if he was a heel. So I would be like, respect, like you're, you're eliciting the reaction that I'm supposed to get from you. You're the bad guy. So if he's the bad guy, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down to, to root for punk in that respect. Um, but yeah, let's see if he's willing to do that. Because if he's still hold, like he's apparently known for holding on to grudges. So if he can't get past what happened last year, and he's not willing to kind of acknowledge his part in all of it, um, because ultimately, I mean, he didn't need to do any of that. He he didn't need to address the man publicly, like out of nowhere. Like nobody knew what he was talking about. It was the dirt sheets that had to fill everybody else in on it. And then he went off at brawl out. Like he went off during his he did his gripe bomb. And then apparently threw the first punch in the backstage area. So all of these things, like regardless of whether or not his grievances were merited, he didn't act in a way like he he broke the rules by acting in the way that he did. So is Punk willing to acknowledge that he's the one who fucked everything up for himself and potentially for the whole company by acting that way? Like Absolutely if, if Punk, not. He won't do so, that. Absolutely. So, and not. that's the thing. Like, I feel like him coming back should be contingent on that. Because if he's going to come back and say, like, yeah, you guys just want to make money. I'm here to make money. I'm not changing. I did nothing wrong. Then that's that locker room cancer that, like, Chris Jericho apparently called him. Like, if he comes back and he's just going to be as toxic as ever, and no, no money in the world is worth it. No, you'd no? see, I, like, I get to the point where I, uh, I understand what you mean, but. I think Tony, that's Tony's call. If Tony's right. like, well, you know, I, I, I have, what, five million tied, tied up in this guy or something. Right. Like, Punk made a lot of money. It was a Yeah, he did, but, but at the same time, like, yeah, is it worth it for the morale? And the, and the, oh, another thing, too, if Punk comes back, he shouldn't be as protected as he is because he's not nowhere near the best wrestler on that, in that company. Like, he nope. can be, like, a main event guy, but he shouldn't be winning every single match. Like, no. for me, it was really painful to watch him, especially against Hangman and John Moxley, because Hangman and John Moxley are so clearly much better wrestlers than him, and they had to go there and pretend like they were, you know, what he was doing against them was, was so devastating that they would lose a match. Like, if CM Punk comes back, like, I don't, I don't want to see him winning against people like John Moxley. Or um, people like Brian Danielson, even people like um, like Ricky Starks, even like Ricky Starks has so much energy and he has high cardio. Like CM Punk's winded after like three minutes. Like I, I just that's another thing I would have to, you know, if you want me to like not completely hate CM Punk, he needs to take a loss here and there. Yeah. He probably will. He'll, he's probably going to take a few L's if he does come back, for sure. Because um, they'll probably let him go bid for the title, but he won't win it. They'll make him yeah. lose it. Lose the title or something like that. Or not win against uh, the champion, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, or if MJF is still champion, then he comes back to get his his title match against him, and he loses. He puts over MJF clean. Yeah. I mean, that would be that would work for me. What do you think about this whole MJF Daniel Bryan thing? It's like, 
Well, I mean, it's it's MJF doing the MJF thing again. Oh, I, I'm not gonna fight this guy a bunch of times in our in our feud. I'm gonna feed a bunch of guys to him, and then I'm the final boss. That's the way MJF does things. He even said it himself during his promo yesterday. Like, yeah, I'm doing the MJF thing again. So, I mean, uh, I guess it works because it's different wrestlers every time, but. I also kind of like, okay, MJF, I get it. You don't have to wrestle that much, but um, maybe you should wrestle more. I don't know. Like, Do, do you think he beats Brian in the Iron Man yes. match? You do? Yes, but it won't be clean. <clears throat> I think Brian, I don't, I th- I don't I think, think they're putting him. the belt on MJF for him to lose it immediately. If this was a like closer to a year in his reign, then I could believe, yeah, I think Brian Danielson could take it off of him, which I would be fine with. Brian Danielson is arguably the best wrestler in that company. So him having the belt makes perfect sense. But I don't think we're going to have MJF basically lose the belt on what? His, his third defense? His second defense? It's his second defense, yeah, because he only fought Ricky so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's not losing it on his second defense. What do All you think? Them. Wouldn't it be hilarious if he did, though? Oh, my that God, just, it would be. Because, like, you know, he's been talking about, you know, I was the hottest thing, blah, blah, right. blah. And then his second title defense loses it because he's a guy mm-hmm. who just doesn't wrestle. Mm-hmm. He, couldn't, he couldn't hang in the, the, the Iron Man match. I think it would be a great swerve and give the belt to Brian. Let MJF go get, like, ripped, get in shape, and then come back and chase, uh, chase him for the title. Like, I'm going to try to win it. You know, he comes on and he's, he does like a stretch of uh, two months where it's like every every dynamite he's wrestling to, to get to back to Brian type thing. I think it'd be great if they yeah, could do Yeah, I, I like would that. not be opposed to that storyline, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, no. That's just my fantasy booking. Yeah. But no, I'd be, I, that would be a fun story, especially for MJF because it would be something different. Because that's all it is, is MJF like picking somebody that he's he's – feuding with and then just being as obnoxious as possible to them until they get their match and it's just yeah so if it would be fun to see something different for mj from mjf for once it'd be nice to see mjf run the gauntlet and see if he can do it since you know he's always made up people do that like right it's you know he goes after brian he goes yeah yeah i'll do it but you have to wrestle blah blah like do the same thing to him right you know, they, you could, I mean, I've seen it before where, you know, you could have them trade the title back and forth for like yeah. two or three months where it's just like, oh, no one, we don't know who's going to walk out the champion because like it's changed hands twice now. Right. Like, it'd be like, it could be a hot potato title, which we don't see a whole lot. So we certainly haven't seen an AW. No, we've seen, we've seen interim titles and stuff like that, but ugh. Where do you think well, Thunder speak- Rosa ends up? Speaking of that, um, I think Thunder Rosa will come back when she's healthy. Um, we'll see if she goes back to Dynamite or if she's going to get relegated back to Dark. Um, I was going to say, speaking of the women's division, do you think Sasha Banks is going to be Soraya's partner? Um, or sorry, Mercedes Monet is she going to you- be? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, like uh, I think I think. No, I don't think it is. I think there's some, like, it's not going to be Mercedes Monet. I don't think so. Because, like, I don't see the point in having her announce Tony as her partner and Sheeta getting angry 
to bring in Mercedes because, like, what does that mean? Like, on the way to the ring when they're about to wrestle, you know, Sheeta attacks Tony and Tony's not able to. So, Soraya goes out. The Soraya goes out to the ring and then all of a sudden she's like, I I got no one. And then all of a sudden that music hits and she comes out because that would be, I mean, don't get me wrong, the fucking place would go bananas. Like, absolute bananas. But, like, I I just don't, like, I don't, like, I, I mean, that's really the only way you can do it because, like, he kind that's of... That's what everybody online is saying. Because if if Mercedes doesn't show up, what's the story? Well, exactly. You know what that's, I mean? that's the... So that's what's happened is... There's, so there's a lot of speculation online that apparently um, there was conversations between Mercedes... Monet and uh, Tony Khan, but she doesn't want to be tied down to anything right now. Um, there's also been people in WWE saying she's going to get this out of her system and then she's going to come back home. Um, so there's like a lot of speculation right now going around about where she is going to end up. Nobody has um, has the the story, of course. Um, who's going to confirm that now? Um, but yeah, everybody online seems to be under the impression because one during Britt Baker's promo thing that she did with or her interview with Tony and, and, uh, Jamie Hayter, she said something about being the boss and then winked and considering Sasha Banks was known as the boss, people think that was one of the confirmations. And then, yeah, the story of like, Sheeta visibly being like, what the fuck, when Soraya picked Tony as her partner, people are all like, well, what is that setting up? Are they setting up Sheeta taking out Tony so that somebody comes in at the last minute? A funner prediction that I saw was that Sheeta gets mad and then the tag team turns into a three-way and Sheeta's partner is Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks, which I would be totally fine with. That would be a really fun swerve. Um. Yeah, or it's going to be Tony Storm and Soraya versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, as as said last night, and maybe Sheeta interferes to lose the match for Tony and Soraya. I don't know. What do yeah, you think of the, their of tag team name? Sorry. The, what do you think of Britt's tag team name, Killer and Pillar? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was pretty smart. Um, I'm not like honestly, I'm rude. I. Never thought I would say this, but like I'm rooting for Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in this. Like, I guess I don't dislike Britt Baker that much. Like, I like I like Jamie Hayter enough to get past my dislike of Britt Baker so that I can root for them. Um, Tony Storm is fine in the ring, but I don't think that there's anything particularly charismatic or interesting about her as far as her character work and her promos. And Soraya, I don't know, my spirit just doesn't take to her so. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see, and I hope it's going to be a good match. Um, it should be a good match. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 50, 50 on uh, Sasha Banks showing up. We'll see. I'm 25, 75% sure it's not going to happen. 75% sure it's not. If it happens, awesome. Because it makes sense. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to watch the fallout and be like, did did we just ruin the women's division again? Yeah. Um, 
because there's been a lot of like promises uh, to, in the women's division. Like this is going right. to be the greatest, you know, division ever on television. Like, you know, since they've started the company, they're like, the best, we're the best, we're the best. And it's like, you're, you're not, the knockouts are way better. Like the TNA knockouts division is yeah. pretty much, you know, like when you watch the, the knockouts division and then you watch AEW, you're like, watch the knockouts. And most of their wrestlers are, you know, in their thirties and forties now. Right. And you know, if, if, if a 40 year old is outperforming a 20 year old in the ring, there's, there's something wrong. So. Well, there's experience that has to be taken into account. And I feel like. No, but even just physicality, like, like you can watch some of the girls that are, you know, you know, you know, that are on dark or on whatever you, they, they're, they're done in two minutes. Like they got nothing in the ring. They're, they're blown hit. They're blown up. Like they're just like, they're sucking wind and you're just like, okay, but you're fighting like Athena who's, you know, right inner you know like she's 35 36 and she's like she's not even winded yet yeah <laughs> like you guys got to step up your game so yeah it's just uh, like that like you, I, I don't know if it's like they need a they need an actual woman on the roster who's training them that sort of thing well that was what Mer- madison rain came in for and she just turned into a jobber yeah and like no, no offense to Madison Rain, but she's not like I don't know how she got the AEW gig. I don't know if it's like if she's more of a PR side of things, like behind the scenes, not you know Maybe. what I mean. But but like when she was in Impact, like you know she was a an average, like I shouldn't say average, but she was like you know a good a good athlete in the ring. But there were so many women that were much better than her. That right. you know, like I mean, you could have taken. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Steve Carino's sister. She got let go from WWE, and she was running like she was running the women's world army or the women's wrestling army with uh, Maria Kanellis, and like she understands like the psychology of women wrestling. I hate saying it like that, but like you have to use a different psychology when it's two women in the ring sometimes. Right. And so it's you know like she understands it. She was a wrestler. She put together matches she was a producer she worked in wwe as a trainer at the pc so like right madison rain i don't believe ever ever trained anyone i believe she was a student and then became a wrestler and then now she's doing this thing i'm like just because you're a wrestler doesn't mean you're a good teacher right (laughs) like there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that you know uh you know are wrestlers that have wrestling schools that probably shouldn't um, right. you know, you can talk to wrestlers and then you're like, yeah, I got trained by this guy who told, he showed me how to take a back bump and showed me how to throw a punch. And then I gave him my $600 and then that was it. I, that's the last I saw of him. He left. <laughs> like there's like, yeah. Kevin Owens had stories about Jacques Rougeau and how that was a scam and how he was being held back a lot. And then he had to like threaten to leave before they made progress. And yeah, I I remember hearing those old Kevin IP. Kevin Owens uh like story of wrestling like if you like if you uh like his cr- chronological order of like when he got into the business to when he right. finally got to ROH and then was in ROH for so long and then never like they took Sammy before they took him right like WWE went and said no we like Sammy better because Sammy has a better look he's thinner right obviously. but like it took it took Kevin Owens way too long to get to WWE and. You know, he he had a lot of resentment towards that. So when he first came to WWE, it was amazing. Right. When he beat Cena, came out and just talked a lot of shit. 
It was great. But I don't know. It was like Kevin Owens is a progression. If you can watch that, it's just amazing to see what he went through because, you know, he got, he got fucked over a lot by Jacques. Then he yeah. was in GCW and PWG. And those guys are kind of slimy sometimes. And, you know, he wasn't getting paid and he wasn't getting his money, wasn't getting right. And then he went to ROH and then he had to deal with fucking Jim Cornette. And we all know what that yeah. must be like. Cause like, you know, as you know, Jim Cornette is an old school business, like old school wrestling business. Things right. have to make sense to him. He doesn't like the spots and he thinks, you know, like some of the hokey shit shouldn't be on wrestling. Right. Um, but he likes Danhausen, but apparently he doesn't like Danhausen anymore. No, he doesn't like Danhausen anymore. But like it was, you know, it's, you know, he, I understand his he mentality. He likes what Sammy's doing now. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he's an old school, an old school wrestling head. Like it has to make, like it has to be like, there's got to be a way to make everyone look good and everyone can make money. Whereas sometimes, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like the, the big spot matches because like, you're just killing yourself for no reason. You could do, you, you could have the same drama just by doing this and that. Right. But like he, he, you know, he just didn't evolve with, with wrestling. He's not a Paul Heyman. Like Paul Heyman's no. always on the cusp. He, he, he gets it. Yeah. Cornette doesn't, but like that, that transition from like when Owens first came into the business to where he is now, is that like, if you looked at that story, it'd be, it'd be right. a great story to tell. I don't know if you'll ever do it. It would be interesting to see. I know that when uh, Swamp Ninja and I had uh, the High Spots Network for uh, Christmas 2020 there, um, there's a lot of shoot interviews and there's different, there's different um, series of shoot interviews like Poppin' Dogs and Talking Hogs. Uh, there was the Best Friends one and then uh, Egos Amigos was the Ethan Page one. But there was old ones that was the Kevin Steen show. And it was him doing shoot interviews with different people. I can't say that he's the best interviewer because he just talks over um, who he'd ask questions and then be like, but like, I, let me tell you a bit about why I'm asking you this question. And it's like, don't let the, he's not letting the person answer, but (laughs) there was a video of him going in line, like handing out t-shirts. I think it was before PWG show and back in, you know, when he was still fighting or still wrestling for PWG and like that lineup of people like they were all huge kevin steen fans like he definitely had the crowds behind him and i'm sure that's what helped him get to wwe was being like look like look how over i am with uh with the wrestling audience like if you these people who like you know um indie wrestling in southern california if they're all on my side like you could probably get these people to watch me in wwe right so I'm sure that went a long way. Yeah. for Oh, definitely. I mean, like, he had an amazing, like, that ROH run is amazing. Like, when he came back to take over and get Cornette fired and the whole scum thing was amazing. Um, nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great it was a great little series. Um, so we talked Britt, Britt Baker and the Soraya thing. We were, ta- we were yeah. talking about, you know, Sami Zayn and, and, and whatnot. Um, the House of Black. <laughs> yeah. So, so the House of Black, they've they've come back. Malachi's healthier; he can wrestle much better. Brody King uh, is still an absolute monster and deserves to be like wrecking people. And yeah. you know, Murphy's an amazing, actual, full-on, just catching right fiend. Like he's an amazing wrestler. Right. Um, them together as a trio, they should just be running shit. Like it has to happen. 
because like I get it, she, they're coming and they're attacking everyone, but like, who who are they feuding with now? Ortiz and Kingston? No, they're not feuding with anybody right now. Um, they're they're doing what I call the Thunder Rosa run. So basically, Thunder Rosa spent a year or so on dark, getting wins af- against everybody, you know, jobbers to other people. She got the number one contendership, and then she got the belt off Britt Baker. My prediction is that because they've been showing up on Dark, and when they do show up on Dynamite or Rampage, it's a squash match. What I think they're just doing is they're they're building them up so that whenever this whole Best of Seven series ends, well, actually it ends on Wednesday, which we can predict uh, about two after, but my I expect that whoever ends up the trio's belt champions they're going to feud with the House of Black next. Do you think it's the Elite? Um, <laughs> was, what's your prediction? Because I'm thinking it's 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 the latter. I think it's going to be Death Triangle. Um, I I can't. I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't be able to put money <laughs> on with certainty either one. Um, I don't know. Um, personally, I would rather see Death Triangle win it because I I prefer them slightly more than than uh, the elite uh i could see the elite getting it just because it's you know that's what tony khan always wanted um that said yeah i feel like for selfish reasons i want to see death triangle win so that kenny can go back to being a singles wrestler and then we could see kenny you know have banger one-on-one matches I want to see Will Ospreay show up in AEW. I need to get my hands on um, on Wrestle Kingdom from this past week. Like, I want oh, you to didn't see you didn't watch it yet? No, I didn't watch it. Woo-hoo! Yeah, it's good. It's cool. good. Yeah, it's real good. Nice. I, uh, so yeah, so you, that's you something can, you, I might. You can find it see. online. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, that's like on the docket for this weekend, probably Saturday that's, night. That's the only match I've watched. It was just that oh, okay. one. I haven't watched anything else because I'm like, you know, I, I I'm doing the podcast and I'm going to do another podcast here in about another ten minutes with with the guys. We're going to do our right. street podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure uh like trying to figure out when I was going to watch it, and I'm like, oh, I'll just I, it's the weekend because I'm on I'm on regular rotation now, so I work Yay. tomorrow. And then I have the weekend off, so I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'll go into work, I'll pick up while I'm in town, we'll pick up some snacks, whatever. Saturday night when everyone's in bed, dad's gonna get a little elevated and watch some <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. That's my plan for the weekend. Weekend plans, who wouldn't know? Who would have thought? <laughs> it's funny actually over the long weekend or the the New Year's long weekend, I should say. Uh, Swamp Ninja was working, so I knew I was going to be on my own most of the time. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch like what I thought were the, my favorite pay-per-views of the year. So I was going to oh. rewatch Revolution, and I was going to rewatch Forbidden Door for sure. And yeah, then, that's a good um, idea, too. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, my niece, um, like uh, my niece had been in Canada from London, England, and she her flight to London was through Toronto. It was through Pearson. So she's all like, hey, can I come over like a few days early so we can spend time together before I go back to London? And I was like, 
yeah, sure, that's cool. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there goes my plan to rewatch Forbidden Door and Revolution. But it's okay, obviously. Like, I hadn't seen her in so long. So it, I had a good time with my niece, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, those plans got postponed. So to be some fair, weekend when, yeah, when Swamp Ninja's working, I'll uh, I'll probably rewatch those. Sorry, you're going to say Swamp Ninja? Oh, sorry to interrupt, but to be fair, you did show her. Yes. Because my, my niece was like, um, she was all like, okay, can I come over? And I had to like give her a heads up about a few things. And one of the things was I'm like, I don't get drunk anymore. Like I drink one drink max. I can't do the hangovers. So if you wanted to come over and party with me, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be very fun to party with. And then I was like, I still smoke weed though. I'm like, basically I smoke weed, lift weights and watch wrestling. And so, <laughs> so when she came over, she was like, so wrestling. I was like, yeah. Uh, and you I gotta watch her, this. I know. I, I they also the worked out brawl. too. Sorry. They also worked out as well. So weed, yes, she, weights. Yes, exactly. That's the three the Ws. Triple w. The triple W. That's been my life since 2020. Um, no, um, but yeah, I showed her the parking lot brawl because that's the match that got me. Go, that made me go. Okay, I think I'm gonna watch wrestling now. So. Yeah. Wrestling. Man, wrestling's fun. So much fun. It is. It is. Well, um, it, we do have uh, about five minutes before uh, we transition over to the, the Geek Street podcast there. So any last words uh, until uh, next month when we, uh, we meet again to discuss wrestling? Uh, just watch Wrestle Kingdom because okay. apparently it's, it's badass. Uh, uh, cool. Just from watching the Kenny Omega-Will Ospreay match. If that's if that's just because I, I know that's like kind of like the, the top, but I, I believe like the Neverweight Champion was on the line. You know, Kerry Zane got to fight, so you're going to get right. to see the insane elbow again, which is awesome. So like I, I'm excited to watch that. So yeah, we should probably we'll we'll touch base maybe in the next conversation what we thought of that pay per view. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right. Cool. Well, I'll, we'll sign off there. Who wants to do the socials? Well, to be contrarian, I'm going to say CM Punk and FTR to WWE just because you guys agree too damn much. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that, that, I, you know what? I can almost agree with you on that because it probably will happen eventually sometime this year. Whether it's right away or not, uh, you might see, you know what? Tony could bring CM Punk to back to do a one-off, like a blow-off the feud and then be like, okay, now you're on your own and, same, and let FTR do the same thing. They could go. I could see it happening. Yeah, but if they're all like, I'm, I don't like my, if, if CM Punk is all like, yeah, I'm showing up here and I'm going to win every match and I'm going to be the champion um, and be the face of the company. And FTR, people were complaining that they weren't getting, you know, proper um, TV time, even though they had these three belts. Like if they go to WWE, do you think they're going to change all this like, bloodline stuff to accommodate their their wants no they're no, gonna be no. they're not gonna they're not gonna get what they want in wwe they're more likely to get what they want in AEW. yeah if they, if ftr decided to stay for and sure they want absolutely. A big fat um they would definitely i mean they could go to roh all three of them and that saves that saves them try, having to interact with the elite that's true and then they can run rough shot there because they can be well, the they top could, of the yeah. there. Well, they could be like, they could have a faction. Right. We all know Tony likes factions, so. Exactly. 
Tons All right. Well, I mean, th that was not a bad prediction, Swamp Ninja. And I would laugh if I saw that happen. I mean, this time last year, would we have predicted that Cody Rhodes was going to leave w uh, AEW to go back to WWE? So That's, That was gross. I still think yeah. that was the worst debut ever. Everyone's like, it was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, you're not. It was just AEW on WWE television. Dummies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I found kind of shocking about the whole Dummies. thing is that they let him keep the same song and the same outfit. And Could have been yeah. sexier. Was, yeah. Homelander Cody. Homelander <laughs> Cody comes on the screen. Yep. Oh, he came. Oh, did he ever? <laughs> oh, terrible. All right, the socials. Yes. So we want to actually see people disagree. Obviously, uh, Twitter is a sinkhole, but uh, there's plenty of room for everybody. So on Twitter, you'll find links to episodes and other goings on. So for Twitter, if you do happen to tweet, it's at 2BDPod. Obviously, pod being great option for podcasts. Go start one for a friend. You're not going to make any money. Neither do we. On uh, same podcast <laughs> you're listening to on, Tubi, on Podbean. But if Spotify is a bit more convenient, it is the Retro Tubity podcast on Spotify. All links via Twitter. Also, Instagram at Tubity Pods with a Z. Because we're like that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I hate it when people agree, so I only do this once a month or so. But uh, if you got no one to talk to wrestling, tune in maybe once a month. All right. On that note, Not watch some wrestling. Enjoy wrestling and yeah, yeah enjoy I wrestling. Lift some Later. weights. Lift some weights. <laughs> Smoke some Smoke weed. Smoke some weed. Or watch wrestling. Or gummy. It might be gummy bear time. 